I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you were trying to do it. Are we recording now? Yeah, we're recording now. You were now. trying to do such a slick start there. Yeah. Like, not even changing sentence. Yeah. You fucked it up. Oh, completely. I, I was going to say, I like, I like starting these things, like, um, just mid just mid sentence. So it is like they are coming in and listening in on a conversation. I know, it's fun, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, and I think the reason why I usually, I'm not, obviously I'm not doing, we're not doing this here because we're in your flat when in an undisclosed location. And um I mean we can talk about it because we were gonna talk I figured we were gonna talk about the era anyway. Yeah, we're we'll talking about the era. Did you did you grow up here? I grew up about fifteen minutes away. I grew up, well, I still live about fifteen odd minutes away from here. Like a walk, fifteen minutes walk. Uh transport, so about twenty minutes. Oh really? Okay. That's my fault. I was under the impression that you were like down the fucking road. Nah, like but it is literally, actually, no, it is about 10 minutes on the bus. Okay. So if it makes, if it makes sense. But you could probably walk that in 20. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I wasn't coming from my house today. I was coming from, so yeah, I was there. But as I was saying, I usually record it in like a coffee shop or something like that because I like the idea. I just love listening in on people's conversations. That's I'm, very true. You know, the difficult with that though, and, it's, and, and I think I would have said come here for it anyway because I, I don't go to coffee shops. I'm point. actually drinking a coffee now. And yeah. it's literally just because I'm a bit sleepy and uh, uh, because I was up till three in the morning watching Castlevania on Netflix. Nice. Uh, yeah, fuck it. I, mate, that was the first Friday off I've had in a while <laughs> and I just hit it hard. <laughs> Friday off from gigging or Friday? Yeah, off. just in general. I was just, I, I've been a just I had a cold recently. Uh, not the fucking thing. No, no not the thing. Yeah, no. not the thing. But um, yeah. So anyway, I'm drinking a coffee today. But normally I would never be in a cafe, and they make me feel oddly tense. I don't enjoy the environment. Like, yeah, I, 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 I don't enjoy relaxing amongst other people. <laughs> I like being amongst other people, but for me, that's not a relaxing. It's not relaxing. It's enjoyable, it's, it's, yeah. but it's in, it, it's a lot. You like, kind there's of, a lot going on. I think kind of what because of what we do comedy for those of you who aren't aware of this um we kind of do have the feeling we do kind of want to hold oh you want to be on the whole time yeah <laughs> well, I, well i don't at least i don't want to be on the whole time i don't think i, I don't uh, think I've, I've never not tried to be on i think there would be some dispute as to whether i've been on yeah whether it's been effective or just irritating <laughs> uh i i certainly burn a lot of bridges but <laughs> good like, that's what open my comedies for <laughs> My head went into a weird place this week where I literally I spent so many days at work because I think we've got fucking day jobs. There's yeah. no point hiding that. I, no, mean, yeah. I, I always try and hide it on stage. If I'm talking about something to do at work, I always talk about a job I used to have. Yeah. But it's, it's probably fine. Yeah, no. But that's just part of the magic trick. Oh, that sounded pretentious. But, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I meant it. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? You kind of you try and hide it. But I, it, I, I had sort of like a whole day at work where... I was just getting inside my own head way too much about just, yeah, just the idea of pretending I do comedy <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> do you ever get that? Like, you just, you're oh, just like, what, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. I come like, from a good family. I should have been a doctor or something. Yeah. I, um, I, work, in a, I work in a school, right? And, um, and I do one-to-one sessions and group work and stuff. And I told one of the kids I work with that, oh, do you know what? I've actually got, I've actually got two degrees because they're talking about GCSE. You have two degrees? Sort of, yeah. Yeah. Well, hang on, sort of. Yeah. Right, okay, you're backing up on this yeah. already. Wait, yeah. what's the two degrees? Um, is it a split degree? No, it's, um, I've got youth studies and, and applied child psychology. So yeah, that's, oh, two, that's two degrees. And a kid came up and said to me, sir, you could have been so much more. <laughs> that's a 
twelve-year-old. I my parents were both teachers, um, and I would say that sort of all the time. I said, yeah. you wasted your intelligence. They're both incredibly intelligent people. I'm like, why did you choose this? Just steady. I mean, it's never going to end well as a teacher. Like you're never, you're never going to be successful. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the thing is, what what we did for stand up, the hours work, man. I can see that. Uh, I have some friends that are doing, you know, teaching assistant jobs while yeah. they do this, and and yeah, I can tell you yourself. I mean, you know, it's it's tough getting there in the morning, but it, you you leave really early, right? Yeah, I leave. But are you early. actually teaching or are you teaching assistant? Um, learning mentor. So what <laughs> the I, fuck is that? So I deal with. <laughs> you threw in a curveball, but I feel it was basically just what so, I just said. No, it's, it's not teaching assistants work in the classroom, like the right? Classroom, right. I take kids outside the classroom, like on a one-to-one basis or in groups and work on social skills, emotional regulation wow. and all that stuff. So, yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay. So that genuinely is really interesting. Yeah. I've ne- never heard you talk about that on stage. I, I sort of do. Okay. I do actually, I do now. Good. I do, I do now a little bit, but not into too much deal because that can get you into. Do you ever think that, that maybe, you know, if you do have that skill and you have that training, Maybe for the good of society, <laughs> doing comedy would not be the best thing. I feel like what you're able to do is actually pretty useful. Yeah. Like I'm not saying I'm I'm like I'm completely useless, but really my heart's not going to be in something, and, and I'm way too distracted to like really do something that matters to society. Like I wouldn't trust myself to do that. Although I I have I, because I would always make fun of my parents. Again, both were both teachers for a long time. Mm. Um. Uh, my dad now fully retired and my mum uh, runs a cafe in Lewis, uh, who uh, currently, I think, maybe are still the only people on Instagram that my comedy club is followed, nice. uh, that we follow. Okay. We're followed by a lot of people, because the only one that we follow oh. is my mum. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, she posts pictures of sponge cakes. It's hilarious. Um, but they, you know, they were both teachers and I, and, and I always sort of would make fun of them for it. And one of the ways I'd make fun of them was, and I genuinely meant it, was that like, I feel like if all goes to shit, there's like two things I'd be really good at. Like one would be a tour guide, and <laughs> I, gen- I genuinely think I'd love that. Yeah. And and two would be a teacher. And, well, uh, and well, I was well, high as fuck yesterday on my balcony thinking, man, I'd be a great army <laughs> teacher. And then I realised that no, I'd be terrible at that. But here's, the, here's the thing: like there is a there's a connection between those two things and stand up comedy. Yeah, I mean you've you got to perform. Yeah, you've got to perform. Like and this is, I think this is why for me, why I also do stand up. In the evenings as well, because you've got to have a facade, you've got to sort of have. Yeah, I mean, you've got to hold it together, don't yeah. you? Because you can't lose your shit at the kids. You've got to no, you keep can't. it together. Yeah. Especially if you're dealing with difficult, yeah. you know, children have got some difficulties in their lives, yeah. whatever that may be. You know, you definitely can't. You've got to no. really keep it together. For them, so. and, yeah, and like there's a crowd of comedy, or a crowd of comedy fans is essentially the same as talking in front of a, a bunch of 12-year-olds. I'd have to take a word for it, but if, so when the work that you do, so the yeah. kind of kids you're working with? Um, I can work with kids who are who are either having anger issues or are just a bit socially or socially. So it's not disabled kids as much as it's like trouble. It's emotion. It's all, it's all about emotion. Right. It's all about emotion. Because they're a mainstream secondary school. And it's, um, it, I love it. I genuinely do love it. But 
Not as much as I was. Not as much as I was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not. It's not going to be as fun, is it? No, it's not. I mean, I've realized the stakes are so much higher. Of course, you don't. I've realized I put so much more work into comedy than I do my actual job. <laughs> yeah, that's why. I, that's again why I never wanted to have, you know, something that I felt was important. Um, what what do you do? Okay, well, my day job is my day job is just like a fucking classic day job. I just do like. Uh, Bookkeeping stuff. Um, uh, we did, I, I always realise that sounds a bit like I sound like I'm a bookie, mm. which is the complete almost opposite of what it is. No, it's just like a county work, but it's like okay. really low level. Like you don't. I, I'm like a weird thing in it, and I accidentally started doing it. How did you accidentally I, I start doing it? I needed a job. I needed a job. Um, my old boss was. Uh, she was from Cameroon. She's a lovely woman, but she was a bit all over the place. Mm. And uh, and she she worked for this wine company that I ended up working for for over three years which is like, why the fuck was I doing that <laughs> and it, it, they were in Mayfair and it's it's it, I won't say the name of the shop it's a huge shop and it's in Mayfair and it's um it's like an industry leader okay uh, and it's owned by a Russian oligarch who is uh, this is all half remembered stuff and I've also signed an NDA so I can't say anyone's name I don't yeah don't worry but he is wanted for certain things in Russia. Oh, of course. You know, like arm kidnapping and that sort of stuff. He used to keep a hand <laughs> grenade on his desk. And, um, oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> his desk was in front of mine. We all sat around one big sort of like conference table. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so basically, they, 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 for some reason, this, this uh, lovely woman uh, who was running the accounts decided to hire me, I think because she just wanted like a normal person. In <laughs> and, and I'd be working in a pub. And, and I just got sent there by an agency because I was looking for a day job because like working at pubs all evenings mostly so yeah, yeah like, obviously um and and so they called me in and it was like the first like proper interview i'd had at, like a real place where you sign a contract and shit and uh and and she said we need someone to start on monday and i was like well i've no experience in this I don't really understand what it is i was so honest i was like i don't know if i can do this and she went i mean it's this this and this do you think you can do that i was like yeah i reckon i could do that and she went good start on monday i'm like Okay, and then I spent the next three years terrified that I was going to be fired at any moment. Uh, I managed to quit just before that deadline. No. I was definitely going to fire them. <laughs> <laughs> After they fired her, it's like, yeah, they'll definitely get rid of that. Like you're just like you're they just... hated me so really? much. It was incredible. I've no Why? I, well, I don't really know, and and I was very different to them. Uh, I can be fairly intense, but to be honest, like at work, I'm very quiet. Like mm. I, I really just want to just get on with my stuff and not be. Bothered. I, I just want to sit there with my headphones on and just do shit. Listen to podcasts. Yeah, exactly, man. And it's just like, you know, it's a day job. It's just admin stuff. Like, it's nothing. Like, I don't really need to, like, I don't know. Like, I just like to keep myself to myself a lot of the time. And um, they all were, okay, so it was the wine trade. So mm. you can kind of imagine the type of people that would traditionally be yeah. running the wine trade. Oh. And then also there were Russians involved. They can be a tricky be, people yeah. sometimes. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> there was a lot of egos and a lot of uh, classism, which which I think it may be confusing. I, I, you know, I have a very sort of posh southern accent, mm. but I didn't. I mean, I, I, I don't really. I'm not like so the earth working class or anything no. like that. But I, I grew up in a nice place. But my parents are just state school teachers. You know, we didn't yeah. weren't wealthy. You know, yeah. Um, so I I can sort of like sound like a posh person but i they, they know that i'm not yeah. and i think that they just didn't like that i was there 
You're like you're like a um, a poor person in a posh per, in a posh kind of body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I've gone skiing, but it was in Slovenia off season. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's legit true, by the way. <laughs> when did you actually do that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Mate, hell. Slovenia's the shit. Oh, <laughs> we nice. went skiing in Scotland once. Which actually turned out to be a great holiday, but we did no skiing. Who did you do? Who did you go with? And it was like, you know, it was like some families from uh, from the area. Oh, no. and, and, you know, it's like family groups sometimes go on holidays together and mm. everyone bandies together. But it's, the skiing thing's weird because like, I, I, I get that it's like a white middle class thing, but actually mm. like, like, I don't know what it's like now, but when we were kids, it was expensive, sure, but it wasn't yeah. like out of the realms of possibility. No, you know, it's not, it's it depends like, on where you go though, isn't but it? But it's not like the other people in the families, like the, the other people in the families was like, uh, like a, a builder and like a, a milkman and shit. Like it wasn't, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's not crazy expensive. You just, I've got a question, man. Um, hang on. I, I, I should have brought the coffee over, but I'm going to fill up my coffee. Go for what it. Was it. Yeah. Are we rolling? Uh, yeah, we're rolling. Fuck it. Yeah. Cool. So, um, question. What, uh, I'm interested in how like entertainers and uh, performers are formed and shaped. So, what put you, not necessarily comedy, but like, do you remember like what your first experience was of performing? Um, ooh, uh, I don't know. The first one, but I always enjoyed it. I yeah. Mean, you know, there was school plays and stuff yeah. like that. And yeah. I, I, was, I was thinking about this yesterday because I, you know, I was thinking, oh, what's, you know, what we're going to talk about. And I sort of figured there'd be some sort yeah. of discussion or something like that. So I was like, oh, I did that. I don't know. There was, I just always enjoyed it. And I think, um, so when we were kids, uh, my family, uh, did you ever have like in your family, like a, a sort of group of parents that help each other out with babysitting and stuff like that? Like uh, a, a sort of exchange kind of thing. We had, like, not necessarily my family, but like we had family friends <coughs> who would, we had a specific family friend. In fact, my best, in fact, my best friend's mum. Right. And we'd, we'd go over to their house. And but that was just like yeah, two, two groups. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. Because my, my parents, um, you know, we grew up in a fairly, it's, it's not actually that small of a town, but like it's a you know, small enough town that mm. you could, uh, they, they essentially just sort of created an exchange. This was way before anyone knew about Peter Pass. No. <laughs> they didn't exist before 2005. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, when you look back at it, you're like, there's no way this would happen then. No, um, But basically what they would do is it was, I, I, I guess they like managed to find people somehow and they got a little gang together and um, yeah, they made a little token. So it's like, oh, if you babysit for us, you get, you get a token and then you can spend that. So, you know, it's a quite clever idea. Really. Okay, yeah. Or just like a little insular level. Um, and then, you know, they all started to get on because they're young parents all being parents at the same time and all the kids are getting on. So we used to go on holidays together and camps and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, and we also, they used to always arrange um like Christmas parties where they would do pantomime and stuff like the parents would nice. do pantomime or they'd hire someone or something like that. They always, so I think it was always kind of in my family. It wasn't like anyone really expressed that much of an interest mm. in acting, but it was always kind of something you would at least do for fun. Yeah. There was no, like, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's anyone in my family that's like tried to go after it in this way. No. My cousins actually who didn't grow up in this country, but they, you know, uh, Two of them are models and they're very artistic people. I think one of them's like, acted in a music video or something. But okay. then, you know, we didn't grow up like, no. next to them at all. No. But but it was always like, you know, it's like if, if the, the parents would put on a pantomime, my parents were always heavily involved. Even my dad, who's a very reserved guy in a lot of ways, but has that sort of 
performance element to him. And That's cool. He's very, but I think also my my family is incredibly uh, tough when it comes to making each other laugh. Like we don't pull punches and we don't pretend something's funny when it's not. Good. Um, we have uh, we're a weird lot. Like it, it really are. Like I know every family when you like you think about it is really weird. And this is just my weird part of it mm. is is that we are very forthcoming. Uh, we have no problem with lying to each other, to ourselves, uh, but also like we're just brutally honest with each other. Um, and 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 I think I didn't really notice it until so when we were kids, if if we're like we have presents like gifted amongst the family, mm. we'd give a completely genuine, honest answer as to what the present was. <laughs> we'd thank them for the act of giving the present. Yeah. But then remind them that they don't know you at all. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd get a present. I remember, I remember very vividly, uh, when I was like 12 and, and my mum knew that I was, well, no, I was older than that. Maybe I was like 16. I don't know. Whenever fucking Michael McIntyre started to come about. And um, yeah, but it was like a few years in, like it yeah, just released a sort of autobiography. And it was the same year that Stuart Lee released, um, his book, How I Escaped My Certain Fate. And I, and I was sort of expecting that she would buy me that because I was obsessed with Stuart Lee. Mm. And then she bought me Michael Mathen McIntyre's Mathen. autobiography. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it. she bought me that. And I opened it and I went, huh. <laughs> I'm like a young teenager. I was like, huh. And she goes, you know, because you like comedy. I thought it'd be interesting to show how it started. And I was like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, Stuart Lee bought her his autobiography at the same time. <laughs> like, you really fucked that one, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> and then, but the weird thing is, is like, we just totally... I don't know if we thought that was normal, but it was just like, that's how we reacted to things. Mm. And then when girlfriends and partners started to get involved and we started to sort of spend Christmas with other people, we're like, oh yeah, that's really fucking weird. This is how <laughs> normal people react to things. Like, every so often we'll have, um, like my, uh, my brother's, uh, partner, um, so their mother-in-law is, is, you know, she's always around and stuff and she's, she's a lot of fun. Mm. She, she could not get used to our sort of the way we are at the dinner table is, it's just like a full-on roast. Is it like Eddie Murphy Night Professor? No, it's like Def Jam, dude. <laughs> Love it. I am so... so <laughs> We're all just staring at each other like, who's going to make the first move? <laughs> who's Martin Lawrence in this situation, man? Who's hosting this? Oh, no, there's no one hosting. It's, it's just it's a free-for-all. Oh, fucking love it. So it's basically like roast battle family edition. A little bit, yeah. Which is weird because I don't enjoy roast battles. And I think I think it's the sort of, you know, having to put it together is, is too stressful. But I've never done one. I just I did one. It was all right. Who was it? Who did I did it against Stephen Trumbull. Oh, um, okay. And I, and I built up to it for ages because I just... I'm so distracted and I, and I don't, I, I can only write if I'm sort of just to come, like it just occurs to me. Yeah. Not, not like randomly, but like, you know, I work on it. But yeah. I, I'm not great. I'm, I can do it, but I'm not great at like working to a theme. And it takes me a long time because I'm just very distracted as a person, which may become apparent in this because I cannot carry a thread. I'll forget. Oh, I've right. already forgot what I was talking about. No, it's, but it's, uh, <laughs> you're roasting Stephen Trouble. <laughs> I was roasting Stephen Trouble. It took me fucking ages to get all the shit together. And um and then I got there, uh, and we, we had a lot of fun. We were bantering so hard; it was mm. great. Uh, there was a bit where he mentioned he, one of his jokes was about how much of a nerd I am because like I can do the ringwave chant in the language of Mordor, and then I did, <laughs> I, and then I did it on stage because I, I thought I need to breathe this now. So it was fun, you know. But then uh, then it went down to the judges, and it was uh, Emily Woods who said, "I'm voting for Stephen Tremble because I made out of him once." 
Um, Rob Dan, he voted for me, but he said it's uh, because he he felt like uh, he would have been the only one that would have voted for me. <laughs> and then the last one was Adrian Taus, who I think, if I remember this right, it was David, I would vote for you, but you're a cunt, so I'm going to vote for you. <laughs> and then the funniest thing was, because me and Adrian are friends, and he messaged me the next day in the morning, I got a message saying, I actually feel kind of bad about that. You were really great. It was a tough one. And you, I, that's I, actually not about Adrian Taus' impression. He said, I woke up this morning, and I thought, actually, I feel really bad about that. And I should message him and say, actually, I would have voted for you, but I was just playing a joke. And then I thought, no, actually, fuck David Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, it's like, I, I I respect the art form of it, but it's just that I I think there's enough meanness in comedy. It can be a bit mean. Yeah, it can, it can be. I can yeah. like it a bit mean. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, like, I, like, it. I, do like, <coughs> I do like it a little bit darker than me, but at the same time, I think there's levels of it yeah. Well, well, I'm just like, I don't really feel at this point yeah. comfortable putting myself. Well, that's fine. I mean, I, it's not like you have to do it at all. No. Um, I, I prefer watching it. Yeah. I, I, it was okay. I wanted to do it at least once, and I have sort of been tempted to do it again, but I just, I don't really think I enjoy doing it as much as I enjoy watching it. Mm. And I think it's, it's, I think the, the roast battle. You know, it's kind of cool that it, it, it that it's become like a TV show and everything. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess we wouldn't have done it if it wasn't a TV show. Yeah. Um. Um. Obviously, in America, way before it was in the UK, but the UK one's actually pretty good. They fucked drunk history up, but they did this one pretty good. Mm. Um. But I mean, really, I mean, it's just it's like an inside joke. It's not. Yeah. It's not like a proper thing. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I th- I, I it's guess a gimmick, I, but it's I, a good gimmick. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I guess I don't mind it if it's like two friends, two people who are definitely friends. Yeah. Going on there doing it. What I have an issue with is if it's two people who don't know it, do like don't know each other. Yeah, I think that's there's not really much point in that, is that? No. You, you, you're not going to get anything that interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's when it can kind of. I yeah. realised I completely didn't get round to talking about why I brought up that fucking um, uh, babysitting group with my parents. Go for it. So uh, we would do trips, like we would do camps and stuff like that. And it was always like, obviously, this was before everyone had smartphones. Well, there were mobile phones. I'm not like, I'm yeah. only 27. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I realised like a lot of talking like it's like the olden times. There was no internet. Like, there was, it just like wasn't like it is now. Um, so, you know, you'd sit around a campfire and stuff like that and, and you'd play games and stuff. But there was it, it was also sort of encouraged that, like, you know, maybe if the kids wanted to put on a show or something like that, one of the adults wanted to get the kids to put on a show. So we'd always do that and stuff like that. So really, to me, it's always been something that growing up I did for fun. Um, it would be nice to only have to do that. Yeah. That's always the way I've learned to it. It's like, I don't really seem... It, it would be great to, to be able to be one of those people that's like a... You know, like the American real fucking streamlined club, like a David Tell, like a yeah. perfect club comic. And I look at that and I'm like, wow, that's so fucking precise. And I wish I could do that. I really think, I mean, I, I think I could get close to it. I yeah. really focus on it, but I don't think I have the focus to do that. So, you know, I mean, the, the chances of making a career consistently yeah. out of any kind of artistic endeavor is very slim mm. if you can make it for a little bit i think that's incredible or even just doing it consistently is pretty incredible mm. uh and i don't really think i can ask for much more than that it would be great and i'll try to get more than that but if that's all i get it's like mm. hey I, I have fun 
I just want to be a regular face at Top Secret or Justin Tonic. That's my goal at the moment. Yeah, I can see that. I think it would be nice to be seen. It would be nice to have your photo on on a website or something like that. Yeah. It's that guy. That guy from that. You could walk in on like a Friday and you're like, I got nothing to do. I'll walk in. This is my home. I, you know, like how people talk about the comedy store in LA or or, or the comedy seller, you know, they just, there's the table at the back and you, and there's a real romantic idea to that and it would be nice. But then the reality of the job is a lot of sitting on trains or driving somewhere shitty. Or just being shit, because <laughs> you, know, uh, you can't really make a living off just the clubs, as far as I'm aware. No, you not, can't, not you, in this, not in this country. Not in this country. No, you've got to have like acting or something like that. Not necessarily that, but I mean, you you have to spend a lot of your time traveling. Yeah, like even in New York, I don't think it's possible anymore. Maybe it is. I don't know, but I, I can't imagine it's possible still to to just subside of just doing clubs. You may have to still go and tour and things like that. Yeah. Like those are the guys I, I always really like. I think when I first got into comedy, I was because I was so obsessed with Stuart Lee, I, I sort of went back into English comedy. So obviously you grew up on like Monty Python, Blackadder and stuff like that. And I was really like I was obsessed with that as a kid. And then when I started thinking about wanting to try doing stand up when I was about 16, 17, mm. and I just sort of found everything I could on Radio 4. That was always <laughs> really good for it. The iPlayer, Radio 4, because they always had like that's always a great place for younger British comedians because it's fucking cheap and it's the BBC it's so yeah. state subsidised so they'll give you a radio show you know we know people that are like, I'm sure you know a few people what from the what from the new media just in general people that have been given like one off radio shows or something like that I haven't really come, not, but not even if you don't know them personally but you've sort of brushed shoulders with them like Olga oh. Koch or something like that who did? Olga Koch okay is it Koch or Koch? I never knew I think okay. Oh yeah, okay. You know, so, you know, I don't really know her, but like we, you know, we beat yeah. <laughs> we brush shoulders. It's one, one of those things. Where, like I, I don't think I've really like. There's only a few comics where I've actually properly got to know, like outside of the outside. Oh, right. Outside of the outside of the outside of the circuit, basically. I think you're sort of one of them. There's this and that, but like, there's yeah. not. I, I barely see anyone outside the circuit. Yeah. Um, I think Mo is the only Mo Magalio is the only person, and then you know occasionally like a mate of mine, Lucas Stewart. Lucas Stewart, oh, I love, oh, Mr. Tall. <laughs> really, you love him? <laughs> yes, yeah. He's, he's he's a very dear friend, but like I don't know, it's 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 difficult to sort of extend that friendship outwards sometimes, and you know, and especially because we spend so much of our time doing you know, stupid old mics or traveling out to the middle of nowhere and yeah. get paid 10 quid or something like that. And just, you know, ticket out there costs 30. But Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that. 10 pounds, baby. Yeah, 10 pounds. You're like, that's two drinks here. Maybe even three. <laughs> What's the worst gig you've ever done? You don't have to mention names. but Well, I, I did one last week and I won't mention names, but I did one last week where I was not in the best of states. It's very tired. Had a couple of drinks. Uh, I don't think I was a complete mess, but there were only four people in the audience. Oh, damn. Two of them did not speak English. Uh, ah. So it was a bit of a tricky one. And to be honest, my head was not altogether there. And I was like, I can, I, I, should have done the honest thing and just said, I am going to go. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I, yeah. I need to go home. I need to go sleep. I can't entertain you. Yeah. And also, they do not speak the same language as me. No. Majority. Yeah. Um, and instead, I went up and basically just did nothing. And then sort of left and was a bit embarrassed. And then I got a message at about 1.30 in the afternoon the next day 
from one of the uh, guys that runs the event um, to tell me that he thought I was coward for leaving without apologising, which which was like, okay, I guess from your perspective, that's fucking crazy. From my perspective, didn't think I needed to apologise for being very bad at my job. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I didn't. I didn't swear at anyone. I yeah. was just, I was just bad. Yeah, yeah. That's and I was in a funny mood. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't doing well. But like, you know, <laughs> and then he, uh, he, he called me a, a cunt, a huge one, a huge one. And I thought it was interesting. I apologised, obviously, because I, I don't want to argue. And and he's, you know, if that's the way he feels, I'm sorry. You know, yeah. I said I don't expect you to change your opinion of me, and I'm sure a lot of people would agree. Um, but it, it was a bit weird to me that you waited until one in the afternoon. So I maybe got up. You had breakfast, maybe went for a jog. Yeah. I don't know if he's got kids, maybe he did something with the kids. I don't know, maybe he's got a wife, whatever. You know, he's started his day, he's answered some emails. in the back of his mind. He's getting lunch <laughs> ready, he's getting lunch ready. And then just as he's settled, the day he's getting into the best part, you know, it's starting to wind down. Maybe maybe watch a film. Maybe answer some emails. And he's like, just, just before I do that, that, just before I do that, while I'm clear-headed, just before, I, just before we <laughs> open that bottle of wine, you know, just before I have that upper cup of coffee, I'm going to... I'm going to find this guy that I do not really know yeah. and I'm going to call him a cunt for being very bad at his job. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought that was so... If it did, if it sent it at six in the morning or like three at night, I would have been like, dude, I get it. Yeah. But the fact that you waited until the mid or the early afternoon the next day when you should be a rational human being, I'm like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> Absolutely insane. I, by the way, I totally agree. I am a cunt. I do not disagree with it. Like, I'm like, yeah, I agree. Like, I, I didn't even feel bad about it. I felt bad. I felt bad that he felt that, but I was like, also, it's not, you know, I mean, you're not wrong. I, 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 I'm fine with that, but yeah. it just It's just the method of telling you. The fact that you waited until the mid afternoon. So I, We weren't Facebook friends, which meant I had to accept that message. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so I was like, oh. So I was like, oh, who's this man? Because I didn't know his name. I was like, oh, who's this man? I know the name of the night. I don't know him. Like, oh, oh, that's interesting. Well, was he? I guess I guess we're not crossing that bridge no, no. anytime soon. <laughs> was he? Um, were you, was he alright on the night? Or like, was he? Well, I, don't know. I don't know. I didn't think there was that big of a problem. I mean, <laughs> it was not there. I, I, I genuinely am sorry. Like, I, I really am. If he. If he felt that way, and he clearly did, I, I, I feel terrible. But it was a very strange decision to me. Yeah. To to choose that time and that method, and and that's just petty, man. That's it it was odd to me. Yeah. But I I think there's a lot of egos in everything. I mean, there's no every job has fucking egos. That's just people. Yeah. But um, you know, when you're doing something as desperate. <laughs> Is trying to work in comedy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shit goes like people were very precious about their things, and I think I think because it was his night, he runs a few, and this was just one that just wasn't working. Okay. Normally it's great. Yeah. And and from his perspective, and I totally understand. So I was just the arsehole that turned up and was like, "Nah, I don't really give a shit." Which is like, <laughs> to be fair, I didn't, and you weren't paying me, and they didn't speak the same language as me, so I don't really think it mattered too much. But um, certainly not enough to warrant messaging me directly you could have just had that opinion about me and yeah. i wasn't going to ask for another gig so it's not fine um but anyways i i do understand being you know very protective of, yeah. of, of an event that you've made no matter what level it is at and i felt bad about that mm. uh so it was it was a bit of a weird one but <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was you know that's probably the worst gig i've ever had which is, <laughs> which is an odd answer because i didn't 
really feel that or like I, I mean the gig was terrible but it wasn't like the whole time I was like Ooh, I'm flop sweating I was like <laughs> it's fine I'm gonna go home <laughs> it, was one of the, it sounds to me like one of oh the... wait no someone in Edinburgh threatened to uh, glass me at two in the morning okay go on go on <laughs> no, that's pretty much it I won't go into further than that uh, again yeah probably deserved it I, I, I don't think I disagreed with her but it was interesting I think I was just sort of desperate and I went I mean what do you want me to talk about and this, this <laughs> at the front I'm gonna do a bad accent she went Nothing. And if you don't get, I'm not going to, I can't do it today. She was having a Scottish accent. She was like, if you don't get up now, I'm going to fucking cut the news. <laughs> she had up her wine glass. And I believed her and I left. Was that a compilation show? Or was yeah, it? it was. Oh man. I'm was, not. Uh, Phil Kosleski's gig. Sorry for that, mate. Ah, <laughs> I didn't have the pleasure of doing that. I didn't have the pleasure of doing that one. I shouldn't have done a two in the morning gig. There was no way I was going to make it to two in the morning and do a good show. No. Me. There's. Not, not just you in general, like. No, I mean, just like, definitely me in general. I started by <laughs> drinking Corona in the bathtub. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <Just fuck> Corona. <laughs> That's it. Confronting the virus head on, baby! <laughs> it's the best way to go through it. I was still, uh, Stephen Catling was around last night. Ah, oh, Stephen. Yeah, <laughs> we, we do writing sessions every week. Because you're doing whiskey. No, I was going to ask you about well, that. Yeah, we can talk about that if you want. Yeah. Which is just a, a sort of fun little project me and Stephen. Uh, well, we've been sort of just fiddling with it for a while. Because you started it last year, right? Mm. Was it? You started it, well, you started it. So St- Stephen Catling yeah. is uh, a wonderful a, a, a wonderful human. He's a very alternative comedian. Yeah. Um, he, uh, I need to get him on this actually. It's, he maintains it's not character based. I kind of know what he means because the character is sort of him, but he, it's very one man theatrical, throwing stuff around, very high intensity. Yeah. Um, but he's a brilliant performer and he's a very interesting man. Mm. And, uh, we, we just sort of accidentally became very close and, well, you know, yeah. but it was, it, it, we just sort of got on quite well. Um, and uh and we, we sort of toyed with the idea of doing just a split bill and then we were like well either way we do it i mean if, if one of us goes first it's going to fucking ruin it for the other one because yeah. it, it was so different in what we do that it wouldn't really gel yeah so we thought well, the only logical conclusion is just to do it at the same time <laughs> so, <laughs> so initially it was going to be like a sort of um i wanted it to be like uh like jack benny kind of uh, uh old school late night yeah. wearing a suit with a glass of whiskey clicking yeah. her fingers which I'm not good at uh, and uh, you know that sort of thing um, I don't know why I thought that I just think I wanted <laughs> to look cool uh, but then after a while I just became this sort of it's a sort of semi-sketch show sort of a character show where I play a version of myself and um, most of it is it, the show at the moment is me just sort of introducing the idea of Stephen playing this version of himself called Milk uh, who is just sort of like this animalistic beast who runs around? He's wearing, uh, well, you, I mean, if anyone ever sees Stephen Catling, which, which is he's well worth you know watching if you happen to yeah. see him somewhere, um, he often wears golden hot pants and not much else, yeah. And and we've continued that trend. Uh, someone said recently that it's surprising we're not fucking, um, <laughs> and I, I agree with them. Um, <laughs> I, neither of us have really considered it before, but then when someone said it, we're like, yeah, actually, I mean, all of this points to fucking. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm treating him like a dog. I'm throwing, like, he's playing fetch. I'm whipping him. It's, there's a lot of shit. Like, that is the next logical step, just anal sex. I milk him at one point. Why haven't you stuck? Why haven't you fucked him? <laughs> well, I don't think either of us are interested. Oh, me. fair play. I think that's really what it comes down to. No, I, don't, no, I don't think there's either of us a, 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 a sort of... Um, 
that humble enough to not to not express those emotions. <laughs> They're just not there. <laughs> You're just not that way inclined. No, we're, we're just a couple of fellas just having fun. Uh, just like whipping each other and shit. Yeah. <laughs> So that was part one of my conversation with the wonderful David Anthony. If you like what you heard, what are you waiting for? Click up. There's a part two. So-